our tradition teaches that Yom Kippur is really one continuous day. And so I don't know if I should say good morning or not, because in a sense, last night was good morning. But here we are coming and continuing our prayers throughout the 24-hour period, 25-hour period. And some people did ask about the talit blessing. So if you're wearing a talit, take the seat seat for a moment. They represent the mitzvot that uh, are to guide us in our lives, to build a structure for us. And each knot has a numeric value, adding up to the total number of mitzvot. You say the prayer, Lita Tef, but seat seat, you want to join with me. Baruch Ata Adonai, Eloheinu Malam, Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvotav, Vitzivanu, Lahita Tef, we're on page 138 as we continue our prayer day with Ma Tovu. In 1933, this congregation commissioned the composer, the renowned composer, Ernest Bloch, to write a sacred service for full orchestra. He spent a year writing it in Europe, and it is pretty much agreed amongst ethnomusicologists to be the quintessential work of Jewish music of the 20th century. We open with Bloch's rendition of Matovu. Ha 
How beautiful are our tents. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous day outside. We do think and hope for uh, the people who have power out, so that they'll have the power restored soon, and they'll be safe where they are. You know, it's wonderful for us to be in here. So take a moment to greet someone you can come in with and say, uh, good yantif. I'm glad to see you. Turn around and say hello. Continue on page 140.
Before we think about our soul, our spirit, but as we look forward to a year of renewing our physical selves as well. So we say the prayer on page 156 for the body. Uh, put your prayer book on your lap for just a second and do that morning stretch. Reach out and roll those shoulders. Wiggle those fingers. It's all amazing. And let's say these words together in the English. Blessed are you, Holy One, who has formed the human body with wisdom, an intricate network of channels, vessels, and openings. This wondrous structure and the flow of life within us allows us to stand before you and give thanks. Let us cherish this gift of flesh and blood, honor it as God's creation. We praise you, Holy One, for wondrous acts of creation and healing. Hetsi Kaddish, page 176. It got all. It got Oh. Uh -huh. 
178, we have the Yotzer or there. Praise you, God, for creating light, both the light of the universe, but also that light inside of you, that light of love, of hope, of friendship. We say together in the English this interpretation of it. Praise to you, Adonai, our God, whose power fills the cosmos, who opens for us the gates of compassion and lights up the eyes of those who await forgiveness. Shaper of light, source of darkness, maker of peace, creator of all. Infinite light is preserved in life's treasure house. Lights from the darkness, said God, and it was so. In love you bring light to the earth and its creatures. Your goodness renews creation each day. Infinite and varied and rich are your works, divine artist. All of them wrought with wisdom. The whole earth is teeming with life. Awestruck by a universe work of your hands. Let all life bless you, praise you, and celebrate the beauty of your light. Together, may you shine a new light on Zion, and may we be privileged to share that light. Baruch atah Adonai Yotzer HaMerot. Our praise to you, Adonai, creator of cosmic lights. Take a deep breath. We get ready for this Shema, so special to the Yom Kippur liturgy. It's on page Seated and continue on page 188. <laughs> Vishinan Tam Nevanecha, Vinibar Tam Pam, Vishiv Decha Bevetecha, Uvlak Decha Vaderech, Ushok Becha Uvekumecha, Ukshatam Neot Ariadecha, Vahayulatotafot Pene Necha, 
Uchtatam, al Mazuzot Betecha, Uvisharecha, Lemahan Tiskeru, Vasitem, Metkomitzotai, Vitem Kedoshim, Lelohechem, Ahani, Adonai, Lohechem, Asher Hotseti Adchem, Meheret Mitzrayim, Liot Lachem, Lelohim, Ani Adonai Lohechem, Adonai Lohechem, Emet. We come now to the words of Micha Mocha, the song that brings us back to that moment when our people left Egypt for the promised land, for milk and honey, for the unknown. And this moment in our history is rich with symbolism, but one that I'd like to hold up for us this morning, one of those symbols, is to remember that when they crossed the Red Sea, when they got out of that place of struggle, they didn't get right to the land of milk and honey. They did not get right to the promised land, but there were 40 years of struggle, 40 years of wandering. And Judaism reminds us that in our own journeys, we also cross over places. We leave behind what needs to be left behind. And we all have things we need to leave behind. Take a deep breath. What doesn't come into 5780 with you? What gets left in the last year? Knowing that it's not just going to go away right away. There's work ahead. But part of these next hours is our ability to do that work individually and yet together as we reach for our own land of milk and honey, that place that we all know is our own destiny. We join together on page 196 in the words of Micha Mocha. <laughs> Israel, 
Continue with the Amidah on page 198. Guided by the wisdom of our tradition and the spiritual insights of our sages, I open myself through prayer to the sovereign of compassion. I open my lips to seek the soul of forgiveness. Adonai, Magen Avraham, 
Preparation of Rukmanatana Tokef, a prayer that wakes us up to the fragility of life, a prayer that asks us to understand that this day is filled with norah, which in Hebrew is too often translated as fear. It can also be translated as awe or awesomeness. I'd like us to consider these words of Heschel. As civilization advances, the sense of wonder declines. Such a decline is an alarming symptom of our state of mind. Humanity will not perish for want of information, but for want of appreciation. The beginning of our happiness lies in understanding that life without wonder or sense of awesomeness is not worth living. Unantanatokov asks us to connect to that awesomeness and our fragility, and in our short time that we have, appreciate the time that we have. Page 208. Let us proclaim the power of this day, its awe, a day whose holiness awakens deepest awe and inspires highest praise for your dominion. For your throne is a throne of love, your reign a reign of truth. Together, just this paragraph. In truth, you are a judge and plaintiff, counselor and witness. You inscribe and seal, you record and recount, you remember all that we have forgotten. And when you open the book of memories, it speaks for itself, for every human hand leaves its mark, an imprint like no other.
So a great shofar will cry, Tikiyah, a still small voice will be heard. Angels in a whirl of fear and trembling will say, Behold the day of judgment, for they too are judged. In your eyes, even they are not blameless. Together, all who come into the world pass before you like a sheep before their shepherd, as a shepherd considers the flock. When it passes beneath the staff, you count and consider every life. You set bounds, you decide destiny, you inscribe judgments.
Together on page 212. On Rosh Hashanah, this is written. On the, the fast, fast of Yom Kippur, this is sealed. How many, How many will pass, pass away from this world? world? How, How many, many will be born into it? it? Who will live and who will die? Who will reach the ripeness of age? Who will be taken before their time? Who by fire and who by water? Who by war and who by beast? Who by famine and who by drought? By earthquake and who by plague, who by strangling and who by stoning, who will rest and who will wander, who will be tranquil and who will be troubled, who will be calm and who tormented, who will live in poverty and who in prosperity, who will be bumbled and who exalted. But through return to the right path, through prayer, righteous living, we transcend the harshness. Who by high ordeal, who 
thy common trial Who in your merry, merry month of May Who by very slow decay And who shall I say Is continue on page 218 and rise.
Lador Vador Nagid Godlecha, we will teach your greatness, Lador Vador, from generation to generation, and to the end of time we will affirm your holiness. Our God, your praise shall ever be on our lips, for your power is boundless, sovereign, and holy. Page 222. responsively on page 223. To be awake is to be alive. One cannot help but be in awe when one contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvelous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery every day. Never lose a holy curiosity. Wisdom begins with awe of the eternal. And so in your holiness, give your people the gift of honor. Bless with praise those who praise you. Bless with hope those who seek you. Give your believers a basis for faith true happiness for the land of Israel, true joy in Jerusalem. May the sparks of David, your servant, soon grow bright enough for us to see a beam of light in the darkness, a promise of perfection. Turn to page 232. Together, our God and God of the generations before us, may memory of us ascend and come before you, may be heard and seen by you, winning your favor and reaching your awareness, together with the memory of our ancestors, the memory of your sacred city, Jerusalem, and the memory of your people, the family of Israel. May we be remembered for safety, well-being, and favor, for love and compassion, for life and for peace on this day of atonement. God, remember us. Amen. Come on, guys, a little more. 
Be mindful of us. Amen. And redeem us for a life of goodness and blessing. Amen. Together, favor us with words of deliverance and mercy. Show us the depth of your care. God, we await your redemption. For you reign with grace and compassion. We use now the prayer book, if you're using it through page 250, to be in your own space of prayer, your meditation. One side's traditional, one side's creative. Or be in the prayer book of the heart. You can stand up straight. You can shuckle a little bit like this. You can chant a little bit out loud. Pretend you're on your earbuds. And when you're done with your prayer, please be seated.
Transition now to our Torah service, the Vinu Malkenu. We're on page 252. Please rise. Avinu Malkenu, Almighty and Merciful, hear our voice. Avinu Malkenu, Chatanu Lefanecha. Avinu Malkenu, we have strayed and sinned before you. Avinu Malkenu, Hamol Aleinu Vaal Aleinu Vatapenu. Avinu Malkenu, have compassion on us and our families. Avinu Malkenu, Kale Dever Vechere Vraav Mealenu. Avinu Malkenu, halt the onslaught of sickness, violence, and hunger. Avinu Malkenu, kalei kotsar umastin me'aleinu. Avinu Malkenu, halt the reign of those who cause pain and terror. Avinu Malkenu, kotvenu b'sefer chayim tovim. Avinu Malkenu, end our names in the books of lies well lived. Avinu Malkenu, chadesh aleinu shana tova. Avinu Malkenu, renew for us a year of goodness. Avinu Malkenu, malaya denu mabirchotecha. Avinu Malkenu, let our hands overflow with your blessings. Avinu Malkenu, harem keren meshichecha. Avinu Malkenu, let our eyes behold the dawn of redemption. Avinu Malkenu, na'al tuvenu rekam milfanecha. Avinu Malkenu, we pray, do not turn us away from you with nothing. Avinu Malkenu, kabel barachamim uveratzon et tefilatenu. Avinu Malkenu, welcome our prayer with love, accept and embrace it. Avinu Malkenu, ase imanu lema'an shemecha. Avinu Malkenu, act towards us as befits your name. Avinu Malkenu, ase lemancha imlo lemaninu. 
Avinu Malkenu, in lanu melech ela ata. Avinu Malkenu, for ours. Avinu Malkenu, patach sharesh amayim letefilatenu. Avinu Malkenu, let the gates of heaven be open to our prayer. Avinu Malkenu, shamakolenu chus verachem alenu. Avinu Malkenu, our voice, treat us with tender. Together in the Hebrew, Avinu Malkenu, chonenu v'anenu, ki ein banu ma'asim. Almighty and merciful, answer us with grace, for our deeds are wanting. Save us through acts of justice and love. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Echad Eloheinu 
Hear me now? Good. We're about to read a Temnitz Avim. We're about to read from the scroll the uh, challenge that Moses gives to Am Yisrael as they're about to enter the promised land. And he, of course, knows that they're not, he's not going there with them, that he leads them along the way. And when he calls out who is there, he calls out not just those Israelites 
who were born into uh, the community. But he calls out everybody who chose to be on the journey. Attendance of Im Hayom Kulhem. The tradition teaches that it's a mixed multitude that comes out of Egypt. Anybody who is willing to join and enter into the covenant, the gates of connection were open. And I think it's something important for us to realize and think about as we think about the diversity of the Jewish people today. That that's always been a focus and desire of holiness. Lydia Kukoff, I think, put it best when we talked about the notion of chosenness. She says, oh, no, really what it means is we are the people who choose, who choose to be in this covenant. There's a gateway in and it's open. And so attendance of Eve, as we come here today, we are renewing our connection to that covenant and that obligation as we go forward. It is a joyful obligation and joyfully joined by so many people. Let's hear our blessings. It's my honor to invite Sasha and Irina Kovriga to come forward and make the brachot as we uh, hear the reading. Ya'amdu, Alexander ben Avraham v'fanya, Rivkat v'at Yuri v'olga, Aliyat v'torah. Baruch Adonai HaMarach. Baruch Adonai HaMarach, Le'olam v'ayed. Baruch Adonai HaMarach, Le'olam v'ayed. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Bakarbanu Mikol HaAmim, Venatan Lanu Et Torato. Tain HaTorah. Anohi. Koret echavrit hazot veeta Allah hayom hazot ki et asher isne ko imanu omed hayom lifne Adonai Elohenu veet asher enenu. Ashamaim beat haret Ahai beshamati natare paneha Abraha beakurara Ubatkala Shemo Beko 
On page 271, we continue now with the Misha Beirach, the blessing for those who lie on beds of illness. If you are thinking of someone today who could use that bracha, know that they're, you're thinking of them and praying for their support and their recovery. As I point my talit in your direction, please call out their name. Prayer is there together. Mishberach Avotino Avram Yitzchak Yaakov Imutino Sharif Karuvach Avalea Hu Yivarech Virpei Et Cholim Yitzen Lehem Refer Nefesh Refer Guf Refer Kol Together. May the one who brought blessings to our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to our mothers Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, bring blessings and health to all those who are ill. May the Holy One, blessed source of life and healing, sustain and strengthen them with compassion them to full health without delay. For all who struggle against illness, let's renewal of spirit and renewal of body come soon. And together we say, Amen. We have a prayer, in a sense, a Misha Berach as well for our country um, on page 286. It's my honor to invite Doug Goldman to the lower bima to give us that prayer. Page 286. Please listen carefully as this prayer is more relevant than ever. God of holiness, it's a prayer for our country. God of holiness, we hear your message. Justice, justice you shall pursue. God of freedom, we hear your charge. Proclaim liberty throughout the land. Inspire us through your teachings and commandments to love and uphold our precious democracy. Let every citizen take responsibility for the rights and freedoms we cherish. Let each of us be an advocate for justice, an activist for liberty, a defender of dignity. And let us champion the values that make our nation a haven for the persecuted, a beacon of hope among the nations. 
May our actions reflect compassion for all people within our borders and abroad. May our leaders and officials embody the vision of our founders to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. We pray for courage and conscience as we aim to support our country's highest values and aspirations, the hard-won rights that define us as a people, the responsibilities that they entail. We pray for all who serve our country with selfless devotion, in peace and in war, from fields of battle to clinics and classrooms, from government to the grassroots, all those whose noble deeds and sacrifice benefit our nation and our world. We are grateful for the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that our founders ascribe to you, our creator. We pray for their wisdom and moral strength, that we may be guardians of these rights for ourselves and for the sake of all people, now and forever. To lift the Torah for Hagban Glila, I invite our Hagban Glila to come forward, Brand Solomon and Helen Manver. We're on page 274, uh, and when they come up to the top of the bima, you'll then rise. Please rise. This is the Torah service continues on page 275, and it is my pleasure to introduce Rabbi Sarah Jocelyn Paris, who has 
recently joined our congregation in a very new and exciting role. Rabbi Paris is our first engagement rabbi, and it's an exciting new kind of rabbinate we have at our congregation where she is in charge of helping all of us engage deeper in the programming and life of the congregation. So I encourage you to get to know her in the coming months and years. We're so happy that she's with us. Thank you, Rabbi Rodich. Shana Tova. My name is Rabbi Sarah Paris, and it's my honor to join you this year as your new director of congregational engagement. We are about to read an iconic piece of text from the book of Isaiah that teaches us about what truly constitutes the fast that God desires from each of us, a notion that is very relevant to all of us as we sit together midway through our mornings this Yom Kippur. In this passage, we find the people of Israel frustrated that they have followed God's instructions and refrained from eating and drinking on their fast day, afflicting themselves as they thought God had demanded, and yet, at the end of the day, God did not take note of their actions. The prophet Isaiah rebukes them on God's behalf, highlighting for them that truly afflicting your soul as God had wanted demands much more than just surface action. While it is one thing to go through the motions of not eating or drinking on a day, it is entirely another to reflect deeply on the ways in which we each have helped or not helped to alleviate suffering in our communities. As we listen to Isaiah's words from prophets this morning, it is my hope that we will take a moment to reflect on how we too can deepen our fast and recommit ourselves to repairing our broken world. With our world, our nation, and our city in the midst of such precarious times and suffering of fellow human beings all around us, how can we each take action and help others in concrete ways this year? Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech alam, asher b'chai b'invim tovim, v'ratzah b'divrahem hanemarim, v'net. Baruch atah Adonai, ha'bocheh b'torah u'moshe avdo, u'v'israel amo, u'v'invi'ei ha'emet v'atzedek. They say, why did we fast and you do not see it? We afflict ourselves and you do not know it. Because even on your fast day, you think only of desire, while oppressing all who work for you. Because your fasting is filled with strife, and with callous fists you strike. No, your fasting this day will not lift up your voice before heaven. Is this the fast I desire? A day to afflict body and soul? Bowing your head like a reed, covering yourself with sackcloth and ashes. Do you call this a fast? A day worthy of, of the favor of Adonai? Is this not the fast I desire? Uh, to break the bonds of injustice and remove the heavy yoke, to let the oppressed go free and release all those enslaved. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to take the homeless poor into your home and never to, to neglect your own flesh and blood? Then shall your light burst forth like the dawn and your wounds shall quickly heal, your righteous one leading the way before you, the presence of Adonai guarding you from behind. Then, when you call, Adonai will answer, and when you cry, will respond, I am here. If you remove the chains of oppression, the menacing hand, the malicious word, if you offer your compassion to the hungry and satisfy the suffering, then shall your light shine through the darkness and your night become bright as noon. 
ברוך הצרנה, אלוהינו מלך העולם, צאו כל עמים, צדיק וכל הדורות, האל הנאמן, האומר ועושה, המדבר ומקיים, שכל דבריו אמת וצדק. נאמן אתה הוא אדוני אלוהינו, ונאמנים תברך, ודבר אחד מברך, אך לא ישוב ריקם, כי אל מלך נאמן, ורחמן אתה, ברוך הצרנה, האל הנאמן בכל דבריו, רחם על ציון כי היא בית חיינו ולעלובת נפש תושיע במהרה וימינו ברוך אתה אדוני משמח ציון ובניה We'll now return the tour to the Ark. Please turn to page 291 as we rise. Does this prayer book spark joy for you? What about this robe, this talit, this kippah? The phrase spark joy has become part of our pop culture vocabulary recently. Even if you never read her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which has sold over 11 million copies, or saw her popular show on Netflix, you probably recognize the philosophy of Japanese tidying expert, Marie Kondo. The idea is to declutter your home by taking everything out of your closet, evaluating each item as to whether or not it sparks joy for you, keeping what does and discarding what doesn't. 
I attempted a mild version of the condo method at home this summer. In the midst of the political and climate chaos, it felt productive, even cathartic, to take out the shirt I don't even like anymore, or the bridesmaid's dress that I'm probably never going to wear again, and to get rid of them. It gave me a semblance of control, a sense of honesty and order in my own small corner of the world. When I brought my discard pile to the Goodwill, the staff member told me that they had seen a huge surge in donations inspired by the TV docuseries. I should say at the onset that I'm not sure of the real environmental impact of this process. There's an irony that IKEA used the sprays Spark Joy for their recent TV ad campaign. Regardless, there is clearly something to all of this, something spiritually powerful that is worth reflecting on more this morning. What role does the material play in our life? What gives us joy? How do we decide what we keep and what we let go? Our Jewish tradition can be frustrating because it often embraces complexity around questions such as these. And I'll give you a hint. Cleaning out your closet and giving away two pairs of shoes is not going to be enough. Ultimately, we need to find a way to declutter our souls. Judaism uses the material to help us reach the spiritual. We have a version of Kondo's process of letting go during Passover. As the first Seder approaches each spring, we are supposed to meticulously purge our house, house of any traces of chametz, of leavened bread. It is traditional to search by the light of a candle and sweep with the brush of a feather to symbolically ensure that our homes are free of every crumb. Passover is called Zman Herutenu, the season of our freedom. Just as we had to flee Egypt with nothing but matzah, we can only begin to celebrate freedom today by physically letting go of bread. There is also a parallel process of letting go at Rosh Hashanah. Hundreds of us last Monday afternoon fanned out on the sand at Baker Beach for Tashlich, yet again letting go of bread in order to free ourselves of our mistakes as we enter the new year. I'm not sure what it means that the Jewish version of the condo method seems to involve food, specifically carbohydrates. That may be a whole other sermon for later this year. But these rituals are metaphors in motion. We are physical beings. We need the concrete, whether it is breaking the glass at a wedding or wearing a torn ribbon at a funeral. We use these objects as physical manifestations of our experiences. They help us organize our emotions in space. And it's not even really about the stuff. It's about the meaning that we ascribe to the stuff. 
There's nothing fundamentally wrong with chametz, with bread. But by throwing it away, we physically practice the work that we need to do spiritually, the work of letting go of what enslaves us and others. Judaism uses the material to help us reach the spiritual. Today's rituals of fasting, of wearing white, of taking off from work and school, of wearing flats instead of heels on the bima, these are all tools to help us remove distractions and focus on deeper questions. Yom Kippur is not about denying our bodies in false piety. We just heard in the Haftorah of Isaiah 58, do you call this a fast? Is not this the fast I desire? To break the bonds of injustice, remove the heavy yoke, to let the oppressed go free and release all those enslaved. Fasting only works if it inspires us to be better people, to free ourselves and others from all that oppresses us. If we wake up tomorrow morning and go back to our routine with nothing having changed, then we missed the whole point. We might as well have eaten because we are here to do tshuva. We are here to turn ourselves towards a new direction. And if the letting go does not alter us, there was no point in throwing it all away to begin with. God reminds us in Leviticus 25, ki li ha'aretz, for the land is mine. You are but strangers resident with me. For a people who has had to wander around the world, Torah emphasizes that we do not ever truly own something. God created it. It ultimately belongs to God. We have limited control over the material in our life. We have limited control over the material in our life. My own experience of this came as a freshman in college when my childhood home burned to the ground in a roofing accident. It was devastating for my parents. The big house in a nice neighborhood that my immigrant father had worked so hard to buy for his family. I returned to Dallas during spring break to a foreign depressing rental house. Most of my childhood mementos, my signed high school yearbooks, my bat mitzvah talit, my favorite stuffed animal, all gone. Some become more attached to things after trauma. Their possessions can give them a sense of security, of control. It had the opposite effect on me. It made me less sentimental, made me less attached. I feel less compelled to keep every preschool art project or every issue of the New Yorker by my bedside. The Jewish lens is clear. Putting our possessions in order is only valuable if it helps us practice the bigger project, figuring out what matters to us and why. Yom Kippur, is about the process of decluttering our soul, 
to spiritually tidy up, as it were. This holy day gives us space to pull out all our stuff, our anger, jealousy, insecurity, impatience, our missed opportunities, broken hearts, failed ventures. We lay it out before us with as much humility and honesty as we can muster. And we try to figure out what is essential in our life, what our priorities are, what we want to hold fast to. We ask ourselves in those harder, more challenging moments, why do I define myself by how cool my job sounds at a dinner party, or by the size of my house, or by the rank of the college that I went to? What am I trying to control? What am I trying to prove? Why do I tell myself that if I get a new promotion, I won't be so depressed? That if I buy this new shirt, I won't feel so alone? That if I date someone much younger, I won't be so afraid of the future? To truly declutter, we must face our fears and our pain. Otherwise, we become the person who cleans out our closet only to refill it the next day with more trendy, ill-fitting clothes. I think in our clearer moments, we know what we want. We want to be a patient parent, a kind employer, a loving partner, a reliable friend, an informed citizen, and a responsible steward of the earth. So whatever or whoever doesn't help us be that person, we sweep away, we let it go. That letting go can be painful. Taking a salary cut for a healthier work environment, ending a relationship with someone who just doesn't deserve you, really stopping drinking alcohol. It all can hurt, but it can also be liberating. When we declutter the soul, we open ourselves up to joy. Material things, all this stuff, they're all ultimately just tools to build and maintain relationships. When you put up a mezuzah on the front door with your people, when you move into a new home, when you pull out old photo albums to explain to a new member of the family who will be attending an upcoming wedding, when you wear your mother's favorite dress to your son's bar mitzvah because she is too ill to attend and be there. There are no shortcuts, no easy platitudes, Saying, I'm going to be less materialistic, I'm going to live in the moment, is certainly a place to start. But Yom Kippur and our tradition as a whole pushes us to go further. When we ask, does this spark joy? We are not just asking if it makes us happy in the moment, if it is attractive, if it photographs well for Instagram. We are asking if it fits into a vision that we have for our life. Jewish joy, 
comes from feeling connected to a greater community, a greater tradition, and a greater power than oneself. So far, I have been focusing on the material, but we are just as prone to getting distracted by the immaterial. This summer, I had the gift of being able to get away to Israel and study at the Hartman Institute in Jerusalem. During one discussion about the failures of the peace process, our teacher suddenly became more reflective. He said that his children had recently been challenging him, Abba, Dad, how can you keep giving so much to something that has failed? He told us that he tried to respond to his children, that a noble life is not just based on achievements, that it is arrogant to think that one can control all of the variables that determine our fate, that our successes and our failures are rarely solely the result of our own actions, that one should judge a life based on values, not outcomes. A life based on values, not outcomes. These days of awe remind us what those values are. Justice, responsibility, forgiveness, renewal. And this day of judgment challenges us to evaluate how well we are living them out. Martin Buber tells the classic Hasidic story of Zusia. Once the Hasidic rabbi came to his followers with tears in his eyes. They asked him, Zusia, what's the matter? He told them that he had had a vision. I finally learned the question that the angels will ask me one day about my life. The followers were puzzled, but Zusia, you are a pious man. You are scholarly and humble. You have helped so many of us. What question about your life could be so terrifying? And Zusia replied, I have learned that the angels will not ask me, why weren't you more like Moses? They will not ask me, why weren't you a Joshua leading your people into the promised land? No, Zusia sighed. They will say to me, Zusia, why weren't you Zusia? The angels do not ask, what did you accomplish, Zusia? Did you have a big IPO like your college roommate? Did you produce super smart children like your cousin? Did you complete the triathlon faster than your neighbor? No, they ask, who were you, Zusia? When your startup failed, when your child struggled with anxiety, when you developed arthritis in your knees, how did you respond then? Decluttering our souls gives us the clarity to focus on what is essential. This sermon may be because I'm 36 and my first child just started kindergarten. It may be because I go to a lot of funerals of people who die too young. It may be because the tribal part of me is so embarrassed by the Weinsteins and the Millers and the Epsteins of our people. 
This sermon came from a feeling that we do need to reorganize our lives. With more nuance and tradition than we're typically fed in pop culture. That there is a sense of moral reckoning, I feel. A sense of people asking in our city, is this what it is? Is this who I am? And I believe that at its best, Judaism, the Jewish calendar, and the community that live them out can help us find meaning with integrity and with kindness. That it can help us see past the outcomes to the ultimate values. To see past the outcomes to the ultimate values. Kohelet, Ecclesiastes teaches, a baby enters the world with hands clenched, as if to say, the world is mine, I shall grab it. An adult leaves with hands open, as if to say, I can take nothing with me. The Midrash teaches on this verse, we must depart just as we came. Just as we came, so must we depart at last. We can take nothing with us. Sometimes we choose to let go. Other times things are taken from us. We can ultimately only control our mindset, how we understand our reality, the kind of person that we aspire to be, how we respond to the ups and the downs and the communities that we work hard to create and maintain to support us in these moments. 10 days ago, the gates opened on Rosh Hashanah, and this evening, the gates will close. Who will we be in 5780? What will we keep with us, and what will we shut out? On this Yom Kippur, may we take this time to tidy up our lives. May we strive to live a life based on values, not outcomes. May this holy day and the Jewish calendar be life-changing. And may we find joy together. May it be so.
page 296, we come to our Bidui. Our tradition does say, as Rabbi Fenves taught, that uh, to unpack and restore ourselves to who we want to be, we have to admit that which we want to get rid of. So we start to confess these sins. On page 296, let's read that middle paragraph together. Our God and God of all generations, may our prayers reach your presence. And when we, we turn, turn to you, you do, do not be indifferent. Adonai, we are arrogant and stubborn, claiming to be blameless and free of sin. In truth, we have stumbled and strayed. We have done wrong. Eloheinu, velohe avoteinu v'imoteinu, tavo. Abolefane Yeah. 
Shaker, together in English. Of these wrongs we are guilty. We betray, we steal, we scorn, we act perversely, we are cruel, we scheme, we are violent, we slander, we devise evil, we lie, we ridicule, we disobey, we abuse, we defy, we corrupt, we commit crimes, we are hostile, we are stubborn, we are immoral, we kill, we spoil, we go astray, we lead others astray. Page 300. Please be seated. Al chet shechatanu lefanecha ba'ones uvratzon, ba'al chet shechatanu lefanecha v'yodim v'lo yodim. The ways we have wronged you under duress and by choice, and harm we have caused the world consciously and unconsciously. Al chet shechatanu lefanecha v'blid da'at, the ways we have wronged you through our thoughtlessness and harm we have caused in your world through impulsive acts of malice. The ways we have wronged you by abusing our power and harm we have caused in your world through disrespect to parents and teachers. The ways we have wronged you by giving into our hostile impulses and harm we have caused in your world through inflexibility and stubbornness. The ways we have wronged you through lies and deceit and harm we have caused in your world by making light of serious matters. 
The ways we have wronged you in our routine conversations and harm we have caused in your world through envy. The al kulam all these failures of judgments and will, God of forgiveness, forgive us, pardon us, lead us to atonement. We take time now to, oh, no, we turn to page 304. I have more sins. The ways we have wronged you openly and secretly, and harm we have caused in your world by hating without cause. The ways we have wronged you by losing self-control and harm we have caused in your world through consumption of food and drink. The ways we have wronged you through sexual immorality and harm we have caused in your world by hardening our hearts. The ways we wronged you through greed and exploitation, and harm we have caused in your world through dishonesty and business. Ways we have wronged you through our innermost thoughts, and harm we have caused in your world through gossip and rumor. The ways we have wronged you by offering or accepting bribes and harm we have caused in your world by profaning your name in public. Together in the Hebrew, the Al Kulam Elohaslichot, Salachlanu, Machalanu, Kaperlanu, for all these failures of judgment and will, God of forgiveness, forgive us, pardon us to atone. take a couple of moments for private confession, either the words of your heart or there are some meditations on pages 308 and 309 if you'd like to reflect on them.
page 316. These words, Shema Koleinu, hear our call, Adonai our God. Shema, Shema Koleinu, Shema Let's sing that together. Shema, Shema, Koleinu, Shema, Koleinu, Shema, Shema, Koleinu, Shema, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Eloheinu, Shema Koleinu, Adonai Eloheinu, Shema Sasha Cabriga, and I'm honored to serve on the board as the treasurer of the temple. Um, I know this is the most exciting part of the service you've all been waiting for, the announcements. Uh, so I have a few for you. Um, first off, we hope you stay the day with us. Uh, we have a lot going on. We have learning sessions, a panel discussion on homelessness crisis, a meditation, a walk in the redwoods, an afternoon service, a healing service, as well as our community service led by teens. You can find all the details for all these programs and the posters in the foyer. Yitzker and Neila services begin promptly at 5.30 p.m. Havdalah and break the fast follow Neila in the courtyard. When the Yitzker service in the Martin Meyer sanctuary is full, overflow will be directed to the services in the main sanctuary. And remember, the holidays do not end tomorrow. Please be sure to join us for Sukkot and Simchat Torah. We have a full week of festivities in our beautiful sukkah starting on Sunday, October 13th at 5 p.m. Finally, on Monday, October 28th, we invite you to join us in the Martin Meyer Sanctuary from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. to learn about the Emmanuel Next Project. Please leave your prayer books on the seats and Shana Tava and Gmarto. Turn to 288 for just a moment. You know, so often we critique and engage in a dialogue about how Israel can be a better place. And that's appropriate and important for us to do. But we also want to celebrate Israel uh, for the miraculousness that it, it is. We have an Israel Action Committee here at the temple that brings different dialogue groups together. But the Friday of Sukkot, we're going to have a, 
uh, Israeli chef come and celebrate Israeli cuisine as part of the Harvest Festival. So you'll have an opportunity to sign up for that as well, and we'll have a wonderful dinner in connection with Sukkot. So I hope you'll see that announcement too and sign up for that. Let's say this prayer for Eretz Israel together. Avinu, you are high above all nation, states, and peoples. Rock of Israel, the one who has saved us and preserved us in life. Bless the state of Israel, first flowering of our redemption. Be your loving shield, the shelter of lasting peace. Guide your leaders and guiders by your light of truth. Instruct them with your good counsel. Strengthen the hands of those who build and protect our holy land. Deliver them from danger, crown their efforts with successes. Grant peace to the land, lasting joy to all of her people. And together we say, page 318, please rise. Strengthen us this day. Amen. Amen. Bless us this day. Amen. This day exalt us. Amen. Show us kindness this day. Amen. Inscribe us this day for life of goodness. Amen. This day hear our cry. Amen. Now and always support us with the strength of your righteousness. Adonai fast. We hope you'll stay the day and pray. See you soon.
Jerusalem.